Good morning and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to share, to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities, to share what works, to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine with offices statewide. Cooperative Extension puts knowledge to work with the people of Maine, and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio, in which those of us in studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be of benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. And this morning's program is Creating the Future, Stories from Women, Work, and Community. And I'm very glad to have some guests here in the studio who can help us with that topic and tell their stories. Um, um, We have uh, Martha or Marty Duncan, um, who works with Women, Work, and Community. Welcome to you, Marty. Thank you. And you did radio here on WERU before. Yes, I have done that. Great, (laughs) great. Um, joining uh, Marty is uh, Sue Landry of Tranquility Acres Farm in Bucksport. Welcome to you, Sue. Thank you, Ron. Um, Lexi Watson is with Little Red Hen Baked Goods in Bar Harbor. Welcome to you, Lexi. Thank you. And Virginia Holden is with Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor. Welcome, Virginia. Thank you. Um, we're going to be talking about um, the, the, the stories that you'd like to tell about your um, moving into the world of work, I guess, is, is part of the, the way you could characterize that. But maybe some background from Marty about um, the organization Women Work in Community. You've been around for about 30 years as an organization. The organization has. I have not. (laughs) But the mission of Maine Centers for Women Working Community um, is a commitment to improving the economic lives of Maine women and their families. Uh, We provide services statewide to women and men in transition from diverse economic, educational, and social backgrounds. But we did um, start 30 years ago as displaced homemakers. And... um, Uh, This program was created through legislation in 1978, and the name was changed to Women Work in Community in 1994 to better reflect the expansion of services to all adults in uh, work and life transition. So So as as an organization, you're statewide. Yes. Um, You're based here in Hancock County. Um, Tell us a little bit about the services that you provide here in Hancock County. Yes, and we are located at the Hancock County Higher Education Center. That's our Ellsworth office. Um, We do have offices, as I said, statewide, um, and that's in the Mill Mall. Um, We have services um, under several headings. One is building a career. One is starting a business. Uh, One is managing money and building assets. And uh, the fourth is becoming a leader. Those are our major umbrella headings. And uh, building a career includes career planning, access to education and training, job search assistance, uh, personal and workforce skills development. And I will later talk about uh, an upcoming training that will start week after next um, and give you some details about that. Uh, Starting a business, we just completed a three-session basics of starting a business, but we also have the New Ventures program, which I think everyone here Uh, participated in, and that's a much more extensive um, eight-session training. Um, Managing money and building assets, um, we also just finished a Financing Your Future course. Um, Individuals and families can build assets through our organization um, by learning about money management, earned income tax credit, and uh, 
the matched savings program that we have is called the Family Development Account, and that can be used for purchasing a home, pursuing education, or starting a business. Great. And one of the reasons that we're um, here, gathered here, I think, is, is the publication of a, um, a booklet that celebrates 30 years of, of your work, Women Work in Community. Um, that was published um, just at the end of 2008, I understand. That's right. And uh, uh, Susan Landry is featured in, yes, in I am. that, um, but it's it's thirty. It's the stories of thirty women, um, and, and some men, uh, and and some men. <laughs> right. Thank you. And um, uh, many individuals and community sponsors contributed to this, and um, and it's an excellent, I think, publication. Uh, the uh, photography and the text are both very good. Great. Well, let's learn um, something about the, um, the folks that you've brought um, with you. Um, Sue, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got to, to um, starting a farm? I've always had a farm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my husband passed away, and I went on the road with my new husband, who was an iron worker, for him to get his retirement so that we could come home and mm. reestablish the farm. Mm. And one thing that you need to do is have a business plan. And I was having great difficulty trying to squeeze through it on the internet. And uh, it's a lonely, lonely process when you're oh, trying to do it by yourself. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I spotted an ad for New Ventures Entrepreneurship Training with Women Working Community. Called, went to an interview, and took the class. Mm. And it was so well worth it. Mm. I wouldn't be where I am without them. I've applied for loans and grants and. You need that business plan. Mm -hmm. So um, you grew up in Orrington, I understand? I did. And you, you grew up on a farm. No, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. <laughs> but you've, you've had at least the, the, the stories that you told. You've always had yes. animals. Yes. And so what led you to say, okay, when we're um, coming back to Maine, farming is the thing that I want to do. What was that, uh, what was that story? I loved horses, and I used to raise horses, and I could no longer do that for health reasons. I have fibromyalgia. And I feel that if you have a horse, you ought to use it. Mm. And I had had milk cows and hogs and uh, decided that beef was a better way to go. I don't have to put as much intensive work to them. And the breed that we have chosen is a heritage breed. They're not endangered, but uh, they came from Scotland. And they're a little more self-sufficient than some of the commercialized beef that we have. And the same with the chickens. We decided to go heritage and save some of those breeds that were dual purpose that supported this country mm -hmm. and go back to the all natural, get away from the chemicals. Mm -hmm. So if we were to drive up the road to Tranquility Farm, what would we see? What would we see? Um, tell us about um, the, the cattle, for instance. You would see a herd of belted Galloways, and they're often called the Oreo cookie cows. <laughs> they're black on the front end and the hind end, and they have a white belt in the middle, which can vary in size. And in my corral, you would see two calves that were born in December. Um, you would see my barn dogs, they're Catahoula leopards, another rare breed. And they herd the cattle. And uh, my chickens you wouldn't see this time of year because it's too cold out. They don't like the snow. So they're in the barn in winter quarters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the article in this wonderful publication um, says something about you really don't have to do a lot of marketing. People find you because of the, the quality of the product that you're putting out. Correct. Mm -hmm. One of the things about the Belted Galloway is their um, double hair coat. And they have about 6,000 hairs per square inch. And uh, they don't have to put on the back fat that some of the other breeds 
a shorter hair coat do. So that gives them actual, through testing, less cholesterol, more omega-3s, and more omega-6. Mm. So what is your market? How, you know, what, how much product do you put out, and how do, do people find you? Well, we started out with five cows, and now we're up to 22. Um, this year, we butchered six cattle, and uh, last year, I'm sorry. This year, we'll be doing nine. But so, a few of those will be culls, uh, which will give me the chance to have one of my cows FDA slaughtered to be packaged into Hamburg so that I can pass it out so people can try it mm. and see that there is a flavor difference and there is a, a fat content difference. They're, they're lean without being made lean. Mm. Mm. So this process you mentioned, kind of a lonely process as you started out of trying to create a business plan. You had some ideas, but in order to get financing, in order to get p other people to believe in you, you had to have a business plan. So when, when you went to the New Ventures program, what was that like? What, what kind of support did you get in creating the business plan? Uh, it, it was kind of scary for me because I had no idea what was there. Mm. Um, they are being on, on the farm or they're at, being in at the... At New Ventures. Okay, okay. Yeah. You you go in, there's a whole classroom full of people there, and you go, oh, my gosh. I'm a farm. Most of these people aren't farmers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have other businesses. Um, how do I compare to somebody who makes a purse or, or bakes muffins? Right. <laughs> we'll find that out. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn, and at New Ventures, you learn what resources are out there for you. Mm -hmm. um, I knew of a cooperative extension, but mm -hmm. I hadn't used it. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about it over the years. You take it for granted. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, NRCS, USDA, I, they're there, but I just got lost. And with New Ventures, I was given back the ability to take control of that, not be afraid of my budget, not be afraid of my balance sheet. And, oh, my gosh, you have to project. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't lie. <laughs> it felt like I was lying. But now that I'm up to 22 cows and I'm selling 500 dozen eggs a year. It wasn't a lie. That projection came true. Right. It's just looking into your future and knowing you can achieve it. Sure. And so what, at what point did you create the business plan and where are you now? You, you said it's, it's been some time. It has, but I learned through New Ventures that a business plan is a work in progress and I'm applying for refinancing for my farm. And I have to update, well, I had to update sure. my business plan. Sure. And I sent that in along with the income taxes showing that we are a farm, that we, you never make money on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> so all that paperwork has gone out and I've, it's all in my computer. I've learned to be a little computer friendly. So I just changed the numbers and hold the changes and Great. ship it off. Great. Well, we'll come back to you, I'm sure, and, and uh, we expect that there may be uh, folks out there who might have questions for our guests today. Um, they can participate in Talk of the Towns this morning at one 625 9378 
or locally 469-0500. So if you've got a question or a comment that you'd like to add to this discussion of creating the future, stories from women work in community, please give us a call. In the studio with us, we have uh, Marty Duncan, who works for Women Work and Community in the Hancock County office. Sue Landry, who we've just heard from of Tranquility Acres Farm in Bucksport. Next, we'll talk with Lexi Watson of the Little Red Hen Baked Goods um, um, Company in, in Bar Harbor, and then Virginia Holden of the Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor. So, uh, Lexi, to you, um, tell us a little bit about you and, and how you come to, to uh, be in business. Well, I started um, my baked goods business in 2003. Um, I had been a stay-at-home mom, and my children were uh, two and four, and I um, decided that I wanted to um, or bring more money into my family. Um, and I had a friend who uh, owned or owns a uh, burrito takeout place in Bar Harbor on Rodick Street called Gringo's, and he agreed to try selling one of my products, which is a Carmelita. And, so, and tell us, tell listeners what a Carmelita is. <laughs> I've had one, but you might want to describe it. A Carmelita is about a brownie size um, bar, and it has a oatmeal brown sugar crust, um, and it has layers of caramel, pecans, and chocolate chips in between mm. the crust. And Carmelita and a Mexican um, takeout. Um, there's a kind that of a combination actually there. Actually, was a coincidence, <laughs> um, but which worked out very well. Um, so he agreed to try that out for that summer, um, and I... Uh, found a pamphlet called, or I maybe went online, but it was Business Answers through the state of Maine. And uh, through them, I figured out how to get my home processing license, which I did. Um, and so I just continued to sell Carmelitas um, to Gringos through that summer and picked up a couple other businesses in Bar Harbor. Um, and then uh, by the time my children started school, um, I was ready to expand. And I had taken a couple classes through Women Working Community. Um, there was an assertive communication class I took with Glennon Friedman. And through that, um, I heard about new ventures. And I just, um, I guess I felt isolated. Being, I was a stay-at-home mom still, basically, and was um, schlepping my kids, you know, putting one on a stroller and having the other hold on and trying to get these boxes of baked goods places and uh, was hoping to expand. and. Um, feel supported and I think legitimate too as a business. So um, I signed up for new ventures and also felt very intimidated by all these people. They, they looked like they knew had their act together. It seemed like they had it all together. <laughs> um, but I found that uh, even though we all had some of us very different businesses like Susan's Farm and um, people that made purses and there's a woman who I think varnished boats and I mean, it was a good variety of people. Um, that we all needed to learn how to keep good records and we all needed to be in touch with the bank and to form these business, business plans. Um, and uh, so I think just through being able to talk with each other and, and uh, Glennon brought in a lot of great resources for us that I, I wasn't aware of or maybe had taken for granted. Um, so I think through all of that, it really helped me expand and I um, was to the point la actually last, not this past summer, but the summer before, I was selling to seven different businesses on MDI. Um, and this summer, I scaled back a little bit and realized I could be more efficient if I sold more products to less businesses, um, which actually did increase my profits, lo and behold. So, um, and I'm still, I feel like every year, I'm learning more things and trying to figure out, you know, new ways to, to keep it um, interesting and, and 
make more of a profit. <laughs> right, right. And the, you mentioned the isolation that you were feeling as a stay-at-home mom. I yeah. think probably isolation is, is, is really part of the factor in, in small business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're all feeling like, it's up to me. I've got to figure it out. Right. And then you, re- you kind of get involved in a network and you find, oh, there's other people doing the same, kind of on the same journey, maybe with a different product or a different right. business. And I'm amazed how many other, just, I mean, the new ventures and women working community resource in itself is huge, but there's so many other facets that go are just in food producers. There's mm-hmm. so many people that, that help, that are there to help if you tap into that. So, mm-hmm. Well, Sue mentioned the business plan aspect. Was that something that you also got out of New Ventures? Yes, I, def- I that was my first and only um, business plan, which I have to updated and changed and um, not always stuck to exactly, but had to, you know, revamp depending on what direction I've been wanting to take my business, and I'm sure I w- will be changing it again. It's definitely a work in progress, mm-hmm. but it's just such a good tool and such just a good, I just think, we, I'm guessing we all probably just needed direction, and it was just something to, like, sink into. Right. When it's well, I think a, of a business plan as something that we have in our heads, but right. unless we can get it on paper, we can't share it with other people who may have a legitimate interest in finding out, like a bank, for instance. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Great. no, it's been very, very useful. Great. Well, let's turn um, now to Virginia Holden. Uh, Virginia, you're the uh, proprietor of Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Well, I started selling blueberry muffins at the end of my driveway in a cooler with the Honor System can. Mm-hmm. And the second day out, I sold 100 muffins. <laughs> I and bet you didn't expect it. I did not expect it. And that's all I was going to do was sell muffins. Mm-hmm. And before the summer was out, I was baking homemade pies. Uh, we did quite well. So when I went to bring my taxes down in February of 2006, we started in July of 2005, out of boredom, sheer boredom. I understand you and your husband have retired to yes. Mount Desert Island. Yeah. And, and so this was something to do. Yes. Right. So anyway, and a way to meet people. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, my accountant's gave me this brochure, said, you may be interested in taking this course. Mm. And it was New Ventures. And I called and signed up. I had to go in for an interview, as we all did, because there were only so many slots, and you had to present yourself well, or you didn't get in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I was nervous, didn't know what was, you know. And they opened so many doors for us. And uh, it's really a wonderful program. Uh, there's, there's so many things out there. I've found so many ways to get free advertising. And uh, people, have, people have been wonderful. They've been very receptive. And, and I learned where, uh, how I could get some equipment that I needed and not have to buy it brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one of Larry's Pastries display cases. And that was bought just to hold the pies and muffins that people were coming because they ordered them to come up and everything has evolved and it has made a life of its own to the point where we're starting our fifth year and we'll open in May and we'll close the end of uh, the end of October with the shop but then from November 1st right through when the shop opens we do phone orders all year long Mm. we're a licensed home baker we make uh Quiet Side Puppy Muffins, which are dog treats, uh, and we are registered. We've been tested and registered with the state. Um, 
my daughter went out and bought me a cash register because she said it wasn't right putting money in a can <laughs> uh, to make me look a little more professional. <laughs> we have a website. She uh -huh. is my web designer. We have brochures, business cards, uh, magnets. My husband does all my printing and labels everything for me. So, I, so Lexi has said that her uh, market is, is through uh, five or six stores or mm -hmm. outlets. Yeah. Where's your outlets? Uh, people are coming still to come, the end of the road? They uh, come to my house. Uh, we, last uh, summer, we did the, one of the uh, hotels downtown. We did uh, muffins and donuts for them all summer long. And Saturday morning, we'd make like 20 dozen donuts, the two, just the two of us. And uh, it, uh, it was really something. And we've met people from all over the world. We have a guest book. And it's just, it's built itself. It has a mind of its own. And it just keeps going. And I'm just following it. Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't have gone to Women Work and Communities New Venture Program, I wouldn't have had a clue about a business plan. I wouldn't have had a clue about where to get, talk to people about help and assistance or how to get my free advertising. I wouldn't have, if I hadn't had new ventures, I'd probably st still have a cooler at the end of the road. Cool at the end of the road, right. yeah. Well, which you is know, fine. Which but. is fine, but, uh, and we're off, the beating, we're off the beaten path. We're up on the Freeman Ridge Road, which mm -hmm. is off of the Seal Cove Road, which is off of 102. <laughs> so unless you're going to the dump. You have to want to know right. where the muffins come from. If you, unless you're going to the dump or you stay at the Harbor Ridge condominiums or one of the campgrounds around us, you don't know we're there. Mm. But we have had some wonderful word-of-mouth advertising as well. So um, you, you decided to, to make muffins. Was, is, is cooking and food, is that something you've always been interested in? Or oh, is yes. This, okay. Yeah, I have an Italian background, uh -huh. so everybody's always cooked. Okay. And, and Lexi, is that the same for you? Did you always have a food interest, or was that just that was something to do as a, as a stay-at-home mom? I've always had a dessert interest. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I, I, um, well, I guess I can thank my parents for buying me an Easy Bake Oven. It really started with that. Um, and then they just let me use the oven once they thought I was ready with the little jiffy mixes and brownie uh -huh. mixes, uh -huh. and they probably enjoyed eating the, the dessert as well. So I... No, I have, we've always, I've always enjoyed food and, um, and recipes and things like that, but. And so you, you, you really like animals. Oh, absolutely. So each of you have taken something you really enjoy and then said, well, how can I translate that into something that makes money? And, and I, I would imagine that there are probably many people out there listening, men and women, who might say, oh, I've got an idea. Um, I really like this. Can I make it into a business? Um, so maybe we'll get some calls from folks who might want to ask um, how, you've, how you've done it. one 625 9378 Give us a call here on Talk of the Towns as we talk about creating the future. And we're hearing stories from um, a program that um, spawned the, the uh, success, I think, of three businesses here and probably many others um, through yes. Women, Work, and Community. Um, one 625 9378 Well, um, it, Tell us a little bit about some of the other people that you met as part of, of New Ventures. Do you remember some of the other um, folks that, that you kind of rubbed elbows with? Well, one um, class, or I think I took several classes with um, Joyce Kleffner and Jim McConnell. McConnell, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yes. One was pricing for profit. And I really didn't, there are so many things I've learned since I started my business, but then especially through New Ventures. Um, but I 
didn't really know how to price adequately. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so through that class, it definitely just gave me a lot of new insights on how I should be going about with that. So you, basically, um, the New Ventures was kind of a networking opportunity for the yes. agencies that are able to help um, small small businesses in this case. Right. right. How about some of the other folks that uh, might have come through the program? Um, we've got uh, food interests, um, you know, farming interests. Were there some others? I noticed that, that one of the guests that we'd hoped to have on um, became a nurse midwife. So That's correct. So there's, yes, there's a whole range of people who are participating in these yeah. programs. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is Holly Ahrens, and she's been very involved in the organization uh, most recently with legislation, um, and I think she will be again um, talking with uh, legislators and um, about funding for our organization. So she's she's been very involved, even though she wasn't able to be here. I did want to mention that um, I'm actually covering for Glennon Friedman because we have a job share, and Glennon is currently in Alaska, mm -hmm. um, and she was scheduled to do this right. show, um, and you were snowed out right. early in the season. And uh, so I do the workforce development, and uh, Glennon, Glennon's purview is really the new ventures program, so I'm what's, not as... What's workforce development? What well, workforce development um, includes the building a career and... Um, managing money and building assets parts of our programs and we do have a creating your future that we have a course that's called that okay. um, and a new one a new session is starting week after next March 12 it's eight sessions and it's an opportunity I think some people go on to new ventures from creating your future because it's an opportunity to just decide where you want to go with whatever you want to do and we bring in speakers and we and it's again, I think all of our groups are natural networks, you know, opportunities for people to meet one another and get information about a variety of, of resources. Um, and uh, I also wanted to mention that Jane Searles, our uh, supervisor in Bangor, is currently doing some of the programs that Glennon was, was mm -hmm. doing. So she, she just did our three session basics of starting so business. So Women Working Community operates statewide and listeners to WERU are in at least five counties and maybe yes. more with our expanded signal. Mm -hmm. um, where are some of the other offices? You've got one in Bangor? There's one in Bangor. There's one in Belfast. There's, um, let's see, um, Augusta. Bath. Yeah. Bath. Augusta is actually, because we are part of the university, actually, mm -hmm. University of Maine at Augusta, and our, our uh, headquarters is in, in Augusta okay. at that campus. Mm -hmm. um, but Bath, Brunswick, Portland, um, you know, uh, really statewide. Great. I'll list our phone numbers one more time in, in hopes that people who might have um, ideas that they'd like to um, think about out loud, um, they can participate in our conversation about creating the future, stories from women, work, and community. That number is one 625 In the studio, we have Marty Duncan of Women, Work, and Community, uh, Sue Landry of Tranquility Acres Farm in Bucksport, Lexi Watson of Little Red Hen Baked Goods in Bar Harbor, and Virginia Holden of the Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor. Let me ask um, each of you who are, are doing these um, uh, business ventures, what some of the challenges were that you faced, and how did you overcome them? Um, each of you probably got to plates um, in the last several years that you said, oh, boy, this is just really tough. Um, and then how, how have you handled that? Does that, does that question make sense to, to folks? I, I think it does. Uh, in some ways, I'm meeting more challenges now than before. Okay. Um, with the cost of fuel, mm. uh, the cost of health care, 
Uh, I currently, my husband and I, don't have any. Mm. We've been priced out. Um, who can pay uh, $800 for insurance, and then if you want to pay less, then you've got to pay a $10,000 deductible. Yes. So we've regrouped, and we're setting money aside each month, and that's our health care fund, and that stays. Mm -hmm. Nobody touches it. Mm -hmm. But why give the health insurance company the money? when? And after you pay the huge deductible, they only pay 80%. Mm -hmm. That's a huge hurdle, mm -hmm. which we didn't have to face before the current economic times. The cows are great. They take care of themselves. The chickens are great. And the, and the broilers, I already have people calling for broilers, and that will start after the weather warms up. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, of the business plan, you said you, you thought you were lying when you put those figures down, but, but really what you were using is, is kind of a, a best guess situation. Correct. And, and um, projecting into the future, and those figures have held up. They have, mm -hmm. and they have, have grown. Mm -hmm. Five cows to 22 cows, mm -hmm. six to butcher, nine to butcher. Um, I'll be expanding the broilers this year. I did 75 last year. It'll be 100 to 150 this year. Mm -hmm. And you said you've put together a new um, uh, or a revised business plan in order to refinance? Is Correct. That, okay. Yeah. So is, is that kind of you've reached a, a particular um, level and you say, I, I need to grow a little bit more? Is that what the refinancing is about? Uh, or just to consolidate? Kind of consolidate. Okay. Yeah. Make things a little easier. Yeah. Lexi, how about you? Have you faced um, kind of into some situations where um, it felt like there was a kind of a hurdle that you had to get over um, in the creation or the expansion of your business or making decisions like, oh, I think I, I will cut back on the number of outlets, but I'll, I'll increase the volume to those outlets. Were those hurdles that you had to get over? I think there's definitely been different hurdles along the way. Um, I mean, initially, just with having my kids be so young, that was the biggest challenge. And then when they started school, it became a lot easier, though, as... I increased um, selling to different or more businesses. I um, the busiest time was when my children were out of school. Right. So um, ultimately, if I could not necessarily have a bakery, but bake out of some other location other than my home, I think I could be even more efficient and hire somebody or several people to help. Um, since I'm on my own right now, but then that still leaves the dilemma of childcare, which my children aren't quite the, of the age to be on their own. Uh, all day long. So um, there's definitely been different hurdles. And, and I think the main hurdle is just finding a balance in it all and just trying to um, not bite off more than I can chew and be realistic um, what I can get done and keeping my quality up working mm -hmm. on my own mm -hmm. um, and also caring for my, my kids and mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. So... It's been interesting, but it's. I feel like every year there's different challenges, but then... Right. So you're, you're kind of at a point where um, you could expand, mm -hmm. but there are other factors in your life that say, well, m not now. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah, great. Um, how about you, Virginia? Have there been hurdles that you and your husband have faced as you've kind of grown the business from, from where you started to where you are now? Oh, yeah. We could, we could use some help in the shop, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're in, we try to keep our prices reasonable so families can afford them. So it's kind of hard to keep prices at a point and then be able to pay for someone to come in and help you too. Right. Right. So we're having to get over that hurdle. 
I've heard that many people um, in small business find that, that is a particularly hard hurdle. Big hurdle. When, when you get to the point where you could use some extra help, mm -hmm. there are expenses that go with bringing someone on that, yes. that are a real hurdle. And so you don't have anybody else that you're working for you. you, you no, we don't. So each of you is kind of a you know, sole yeah. or family proprietorship. As soon as you bring somebody in to work for you, you have to have workers' compensation mm -hmm. insurance, and you mm -hmm. have to take out taxes, mm -hmm. and you have to uh, just... It's a total different yes. ball game. Yep. And uh, as much as we need the help, we're not big enough. We're, we're too small for the, to, to go into that, but yet we're getting too big for what we're doing right now. <laughs> right. And this year, we're advertising. We're taking a major leap, and we're advertising on the Acadia Channel channel mm -hmm. 2 television mm -hmm. because it goes to all the hotels and mm -hmm. bed and breakfast because it's time to reach out to other people other than Southwest Harbor so they know where we are on the island so mm -hmm. they just don't happen to find us by accident mm -hmm. and uh, that's a major hurdle for us and that's something I wanted to do uh, maybe last year or the year before and just couldn't get there so this year we've taken that plunge and that that's a big step, a yes. very big step. Right. And the next step will be trying to get someone in to help us because I do need somebody to work the shop so that I can make the products because I make everything myself. I have no one else baking for me. Mm -hmm. Everything comes out of my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And our eggs come from the Tranquility Acres Farm. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. We, Some networking going and we, on. And we get our blueberries uh, from Dr. Bob in Solmesville. We try to... I try to buy as much locally as I can so that we keep the businesses going. Mm. And that's what I try to do. Mm. And, and that's even hard. But we kind of keep on going. We're, we're going our fifth year, and we're hoping for a sixth. I'll list our phone numbers one more time because I'm sure there are folks out there who have questions or um, ideas that they'd like to try out, and maybe they just need a, um, a sympathetic ear as they, as they think about those things. So give us a call, 1-866-625-9378 or locally, 469-0500. So I want to ask about um, confidence as a, as a factor in, in launching a business. Um, was that was con getting, gaining confidence a part of, of the struggles that you any of you had? Do you remember how shy you were, Alexi? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't you take an assertiveness class? Or I, I, I did. I said that, yes, I did with Glennon. Yes. And it was very helpful. And I, I think, um, yes, I'm naturally shy, but I, uh, I think also, I keep going back to it, but being a stay-at-home mom, I had you know, a two-year-old and a four-year-old to make my daily conversations with, which is great, but, <laughs> you know, it doesn't add to a lot of, a lot of uh, deep thoughts at times. So um, I think just um, joining New Ventures and hooking up with all these women and other resources, too, um, really helped with the confidence. And it definitely is a hurdle for me to, and sometimes hold me, holds me back from going to new businesses to sell my product because I'm just, just getting in that door and and well, your um, product sells your, it sells itself. If it they does, taste but if they product, haven't, right? But still, but still, you have to get up. You have to go sure, there and bring sure. it, and you and you have to bring your price list, and mm -hmm. and and also, um, I have raised my prices at times, which is hard and uh, to do, especially when you become friends with business owners. Um, but everything has gone up, fuel and labels Absolutely. and flour and mm -hmm. chocolate, mm -hmm. um, and so it's just having that confidence that 
people will continue to to buy what you're making and support you and um, and hopefully you can support them but but I yeah I'm, I'm so grateful for these programs I really think mm. they have have helped me a lot mm-hmm. and confidence how about the rest of life experiences um, you're all of various experience levels from from other other work um, how does that factor into starting a business uh, I worked for 15 years for the town of Wakefield in the tax collector's office, in the payroll office, and in the town clerk's office. So I was always working with the public. And when I retired, I missed not having that interaction. This has done that for me. Mm. But without my daughter doing the website, without my husband helping me in his own way, my mother-in-law helped, without the family staying right with me and helping me mm. through the tough times, I, pro- I might have given up, especially when I had to raise my prices last year. Uh, I felt very bad about doing that. And, uh, but the, the, I think you've just, when you make up your mind that you're going to do it, you just got to do it. Don't think of anything negative. Mm. Put that foot out there <laughs> and go. And you'll be surprised if you keep that positive attitude, it'll work. Mm. There have been times when I've said, what am I doing? And I read my little poem on the refrigerator that says, don't quit. (laughs) And then I'll call Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Or I go up to the farm and I see the animals. You know, I mean, we, it's, there are times when you just say, what am I doing? Let's close the doors. But I'm hoping that will continue to grow to the point where we can move out of the house, get a professional bakery license, and employ people. Mm. That is my goal mm. oh, okay. down the road. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping to do that. I may not get there. I don't know. I'm hoping to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's been my goal from the beginning. And New Ventures was the ones that showed me I could have that goal. Uh-huh. Great. So what would you add to this discussion about um, what else you bring to your business? Oh. Experience and, and... Well, experience is most important. I've, ne- I've never held a job since I was a teenager, and I had the job so I could pay for feed for my horse. Mm. And after my husband retired and we came back home, I said, okay, I'll go to Hannaford and get a job, or I'll go here and get a job. And I looked at the the paperwork, the application. It said, where have you worked before? Well, hmm, I worked for myself. <laughs> I had Brad J. Hogg Farm. I had the dairy farm. And that doesn't look well on an application for a job to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the animals were definitely something to stick with. Mm-hmm. And you still, I meet lots of people. And we have a product that doesn't have any chemicals. It's not mass-produced in a feedlot out in Wisconsin somewhere with, with no shelter and, and right next to the feed station and no room. All our animals are raised with clean, roomy quarters, no artificial growth hormones, no antibiotics, no growth promotants. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. They're heritage breeds. They raised this country, and they mm-hmm. still can feed mm-hmm. this country, mm-hmm. and they can feed them naturally without all that. And, and that, that's what I like. Mm. 
1-866-625-9378 as we talk about um, stories from women work in community creating the future um, these women have done that so can you um, give us a call and maybe we'll uh, put you on your way to creating um, your future um, what else would you want to add about um, the the journey that you've been on um, it sounds like each of you have gotten to a point where um, expansion might be possible um, there are there are a number of factors that are are um, holding you back a little bit, um, the complexity of it, um, family situations, um, the reorganization that you might need to um, to refinance. Um, as you look um, forward, um, how will you how will you tackle that? Any any ideas how you'll, you'll get to those places? Lexi, will you just kind of let your children grow to a, um, a, a certain age level that then you'll feel more comfortable um, putting more time in, or what? I'm sure that's will be a big part of it ultimately. Um, I guess I've just been taking it year by year and seeing, um, I too have felt like, I think what Virginia said, like, should we just, should I wrap it up? Should I just try to get okay. a new job somewhere else? Um, but it's really hard because this is, I feel like I've put a lot of work into this and this is my passion right now. So um, I think I'm just taking it year by year and seeing um, how it progresses at this point. I have worked other part-time jobs to supplement income okay. and that has helped as right. well. Right. How about the rest of you? You say you've got this hurdle ahead, you're thinking about it. What will get you to that level do you think, Virginia? Uh, more customers. Okay. More customers. And uh, I think getting my getting it out so people know we are there and uh, we work with a lot of organizations. We try to help out if anybody uh, have a house needs anything, we send it down. Our dog biscuits uh, that are sold at Acadia Vet, uh, all that money goes to the Hancock County Humane Society. We do doggy gift baskets up and we donate that money, all that money to the Hancock County Humane Society. We have special biscuits we sell at our store that we, we support the ARC Animal Shelter because we have an ARC dog. And ARC is, tell us what that is? That's the animal shelter up in Cherryfield. It's a no-kill shelter. They have some of the greatest little guys you ever seen and uh, it's just a wonderful place and they all animal shelters now we, we're even a uh, we're even a drop-off site for this new MDI pet food pantry uh -huh. and uh, we're the drop-off site in Southwest Harbor we're working with that uh, we try to if anybody needs you know we try to donate things as much as we can to help out. And, and so by doing that, you're hoping your to build out. your market, yes. uh, build your name, and um, with the greater the market, then you might be able to reach this, go over that hurdle. And I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel better when I can donate something I have made. And everything I make, there's no preservatives in it. Mm -hmm. And if anybody asks me what the ingredients are, I can tell them. There's a lot of parents that are concerned with their children have nut allergies and stuff. Or peanuts from some we won't mention that. What, no, but no, they, there, I have, I have uh, one family that comes back every year that their child has allergies to certain foods, mm -hmm. and I make him special. If somebody calls me and they want something special, I make it up for them. Great. If I don't know what it is, I know where to go find it, and, I'll, and we've done that quite a bit, too. And the best compliment I get is when people come in and they say, my house smells like their grandmother's. Ah, great. That's we have a phone call. Let's take that phone call. I'll go ahead with your question or comment, please. Hi. Um, I uh, am 
completely moved <laughs> just from listening to what you were saying about your bakery and um, donating. It's very moving. <laughs> and um, I uh, recently found myself this past year um, going through divorce and then poof, I'm, you know, after 10 years going into the job market and I have all these ideas about businesses and um, feeling a little bit like um, I want to do five different things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and getting focused. And I, I remember trying, um, just before I was divorced, I went through um, the Penquist Cap, which I don't know if that's the same kind of business plan idea or not, but I, it was very intimidating for me. Um, I hated getting up in front of people and telling me, telling them about my business mm-hmm. that I was thinking of creating, and um, <laughs> which <laughs> sounds like some people on this show have gone through. Um, and Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I thought maybe um, maybe it'd be more supportive in a in a group of women. Um, that might be. It, it sounds a little bit different. Um, and. So that's kind of part of my question is um, the differences, and I um, I wondered if I, I also was kind of excited to hear about the um, assertive assertiveness training. Um, I think people in Maine are really nice, and um, I moved to Maine. I'm really nice, <laughs> 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 and maybe sometimes too nice, and I don't uh, necessarily stand up for myself and um, mm-hmm. slowly finding my voice. But um, so you know, maybe get. I'm not sure, get some clarity about which way to go or maybe go in three different ways. Um, musician and would like to get my music out and um, have a partner in that. Um, also love antiques, and I have a, just moved into an old house with an old barn, and that would be a great place for um, that and love animals, and, but I don't want to start a dog shelter. <laughs> um, so... Great. (laughs) You've got some wonderful ideas there, and I'm sure that um, our guests will have some comments. Okay, I'll listen on the air. Thank you. Thanks so much for your call this morning, Um, 1-866-625-9378. So responses um, to this call. Lexi? Um, Well, I just was thinking back before coming on um, the air today about when I first just got my license before New Ventures that I, I really didn't talk about my business, and I was selling um, to you know, write in my own town, and I I knew there was a lot of people that didn't even know that I made these products at and, all. And let's let's we can do this on the air because you're a guest, Little Red Hen. Little Red Hen baked goods, <laughs> um, Carmelitas were, were the is the product I was talking about, or yep. the first product I yep. did. Um, and I I just I think out of my own shyness and also just feeling like I was le- I didn't feel very legitimate, I guess. And mm-hmm. I think um, especially just starting to take these classes, the assertiveness class. And especially New Ventures too. Um, I just found my voice, and um, or more of my voice, uh, and I. It just made it. I think just by saying it out loud and talking to other people about it um, prompted me to 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 do more about it too. And this caller was asking, was there a, a difference, perhaps, for you um, in a group that was primarily women or all women? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. It just, yeah, it took a lot of pressure off somehow. Mm-hmm. I just think we had more to there connect have, with. There have been a, a so, few gentlemen in the classes, mm-hmm. and they're just as nervous as we are. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've gone back and participated when there were men there. Mm-hmm. And you need to make a decision, you're going to do it, and then everybody's there to help push you along for that mm-hmm. first baby step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And Marty, is there a listing of what programs are available? Where could this lady find your classes? And well, she can call if she's in Hancock County. She can call six six seven one eight three four. And right now, um, there's only part-time coverage. There's me, and it would be Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. Um, but she can also go to our website, and that has a lot of information, um, www.womenworkandcommunity.org. Great, great. We may, we'll come back and list those resources at the end. Now I, I want to um, introduce a colleague and friend of mine, uh, Deb Burwell. Deb is with us by phone, and, and she has another um, opportunity uh, for women. Um, Deb, welcome to Talk of the Towns. Hi there, Ron. Thanks so much. It's a good program. You've been listening. I have been. Great. And enjoying. Good. Well, tell us a little bit about um, Eleanor Days and, and um, what that means and, and, uh, and what the opportunity is. Mm. It's a retreat for women um, activists or women leaders, and it's a time for women to take some time away. The kinds of experiences that we've been hearing about this morning um, are, are challenging, and we need time to sort of recharge our batteries. So it's a five-day retreat out on Idaho, seven miles off of Stonington, and we get to be together as a small group of ten women for those five days, and each person comes with their own intentions of what she needs. And so that the types of things that you've been speaking about this morning, balance, and um, how do you overcome hurdles, and how do you break isolation, and how can we figure out how to support each other, those are all things that we would deal with at the um, retreat. And you'd have some time to get some sleep and rejuvenate and then also just get clearer about what is it that you care about and, and how do you get there and how do you do it well. And Eleanor Days, um, I assume this is Eleanor Roosevelt you're speaking about? Correct, uh-huh. correct. And it came from um, the founder or the originator of this idea, Eileen Fortune, who works for Cooperative Extension. And she had seen a lot of um, women she was working with on the Gender Project and on Turn Beauty um, Inside Out, which is a project to redefine um, what beauty means. Um, she had seen a lot of women really burning out. And at the same time that was happening, she was dealing with her own sort of struggle to maintain balance in life and also reading a biography of Eleanor Roosevelt and noticed that um, Eleanor figured out, both during her White House years and beyond, how to create a network of friends and colleagues who could really inspire each other and support each other in a way that you just can't do when you're on your own. Very similar to the New Ventures program. I've been noticing a lot of um, correlations. Mm. So um, it's, a, it's a retreat. Um, it's talking about leadership, but there's also an element of self-care that you've, you've described. Tell us a little bit about the differences that you see or the, or the, the connections between self-care and leadership. Mm. Um, so often we're into um, just getting overwhelmed as leaders, and we forget what it is that really nurtures us and really is able to sustain us in the, for the long haul to be able to stay in, to be able to stay in. Um, and so we have, to, we have to figure out how we can um, oh, keep our fires going. And, and so part of that is, as leaders, we have to be models for other people. We have to be able to um, oh, feel good enough and, and have enough juice 
to be able to um, make good decisions and keep in touch with that bigger vision, whether it is that we're um, running our own business or we're leading an organization or we're a teacher. Um, all of those positions require good self-care to be um, good leaders. Mm. What would a typical day like uh, be like um, in this um, Eleanor Day's retreat out on Idaho? Mm. Well, each person comes and um, with their own intention for the retreat. And so it may be that you decide that you want to sleep in and stay in your pajamas all day and read a good book. Or it may be that you decide that an early morning walk through the town of Idaho um, and some time to sit on a bench looking out over the harbor and watch the tides go in and out is really what will um, serve you for that day. There are three parts to each day, so you get to have both lots of time on your own, unstructured time, um, there's some time meeting together as a group where you get to have the whole group be able to reflect on you know, what each person is doing. And then the third part is where we all come together to share dinner together. We prepare it together, we eat together, and we clean up. Mm. And um, if people wanted to learn more about Eleanor Days, how would they, how would they learn more? Two ways. Um, people are welcome to call me um, at 338-2162. Or there's also a website where you can get all of the information about the registration, and that's www.extension.umaine.edu slash slash Eleanor Days. So chances are pretty good if you um, kind of um, use your search engine and ask for Eleanor Days, that <laughs> will come up. Correct. Sorry, it was <laughs> a long, a long web, website. Great, and I, I'm, I'm sure there are costs associated, but I also understand that there are some scholarship um, uh, capacity. Correct, and our, our biggest scholarship is an early bird special by March 16th. Okay. Well, Deb, list your phone number one more time if folks want to reach you. 338-2162. And I, I do just want to quickly say there's no litmus test for who are leaders. Uh -huh. It's really Good. about how we each define leading ourselves in our own lives. Mm, that's very helpful. Thanks so much for participating this morning. Thanks, Ron. Deb Burwell. Thank you, everyone. Great. Deb Burwell um, is a participant in, in helping lead um, a retreat called Eleanor Days. Um, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yes. what, what, what's, your, what's your reaction? What's your reaction to, to women kind of stepping back and taking care of themselves at the same time they're charging forward and, and running small businesses? What do you, how do you do that for yourselves? I don't know. My daughter's yelling at me about that. Uh -huh. she, she, so, she, so she knows. She yelled at me last night about that. She <laughs> said, Mom, you have to, she says, you have to take a little time for yourself mm. before you start the new season. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I have to do this and I have this. And she said, let somebody else do it. Mm -hmm. Learn to let somebody else do it, Mom. Mm -hmm. And that's, Delegate. that's the first time that anybody said to me in the family, Find somebody else to uh -huh. do it. Great. You need time for yourself. And that's Good. my daughter. Good. So how do you take care of yourself in these kinds of th situations? It's more difficult for me, but um, I go for a walk with my cows. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and they're always searching me out and want a butt scratch. Mm -hmm. And if you walk in my pasture, don't be afraid of the hind end because it's the friendly <laughs> end. <laughs> but uh, I would love to to join mm. the Eleanor Days. Unfortunately, that's my calving season, and I'm my own vet, so I wouldn't be able to leave. Right. 
Right, right. So you kind of kind of look at your daily schedule, your weekly schedule, and you find time to be out with your cows. Yes. Okay. Lexi, how do you take care of yourself? Well, I've realized the winter is more of my time now that I have both kids in school. Um, and I do have had some part-time jobs as well, but I, I find in, like in the summer I'm not able to really exercise mm-hmm. much. Or I, I mean, I walk, and um, so I've been trying to just get more exercise and, and just... That's hard and, this time of year, isn't it, with all it the is. snow, snow it drifts is. and well, so on, ice. Y or right. wherever, yep. but yep. I am, um, or just taking, just realizing this is the time, this is the slow time, okay. and I need to utilize right. that time because come May or even That's April, what winter is for. Just, the plants right. know that. Exactly. <laughs> it's the time to take a nap. Right. So I right. try to take a few more naps. Right. Marty, do you see this as a common theme um, in terms of, of women needing to take care of themselves um, through the, through con- uh, consciously? Oh, yes. And I, I think what, what just happened here is what happens in all the groups mm. is that people share their personal ways of doing it. And if you haven't thought of that for yourself, then you can go try it. Right. And, right. So that's, I think the groups are really part of the value of right. what we do. Marty, we'll ask you f- um, for the contact information for Women Work and Community one time, and then we'll kind of go around and ask each um, of our uh, panelists this morning to, um, you know, think about the, the listeners who might be out there. What advice would you have for them? What, what, what kind of uh, encouragement would you share with them? So, Marty, first, um, Women Work and Community, how would people get in touch with your programs? Uh, if people want to reach me, and I can give lots of information and lots of referral, uh, 667-1834. There is a message machine there. I'm there Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings normally. And we also have a website, www.womenworkandcommunity.org. And you've got a new program starting in early March or mid-March? Uh, March 12, um, Creating Your Future, eight sessions, Thursdays, 9.30 to 12.30 at the Hancock County Higher Education Center in the Mill Mall. And you might describe that as kind of introductory in some ways and new ventures a little more advanced in terms of taking a business idea forward. Yes, and Creating Your Future is more general. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily focused on business, but that's something that people can read the description of on the website if they great, choose. Great. Well, Virginia Holden of Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor, what um, encouragement would you offer listeners this morning? I would say if there's a program out there like New Ventures or any of them, to join them because everybody that's there is all there for the same purpose and you become the best support group you've ever I think there were 12 of us and we were the best support group for one another through the low times through the high times and we cheered one another on and we still keep in touch with one another oh that's great it's a if you want to be successful find this group of women and go forward. Great. Lexi Watson of Little Red Hen Baked Goods, what advice or counsel would you give? I think just the similar sentiment, just that these programs were, um, are out there and they were free mostly and even the other ones I, that um, I took after that cost very little um, and I think I was skeptical at first with the very first one I took through women work and community but I figured it was free so <laughs> you know if it didn't work out but they really are just really um, such a you know, a treasure, just a good, really important thing for us to have right. access to. And Sue Landry of Tranquility Acre Farms in, in Bucksport. Advice, counsel for listeners? Take the baby step. If you do nothing else, call Marty, leave your name, even if you don't know what you want. Mm. You're interested, step forward. Right. Have that first conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. 
great. Well, I want to thank you all for being our guests um, this morning on Talk of the Towns, and I want to remind the listeners that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association. With offices in each county, Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support. Join us from 10 to 11 on the second and fourth Friday mornings of each month for Talk of the Towns. Our theme music is a medley from Koranak on a Balnain House Highland music recording. Thanks again to our uh, guests in the studio. I'll list them one more time. Uh, Marty Duncan of Women, Work, and Community. Susan Landry of Tranquility Acres Farm in Bucksport. Lexi Watson of Little Red Hen Baked Goods in Bar Harbor. And Virginia Holden of Quiet Side Muffin Company in Southwest Harbor. We also heard from Deb Burwell of Eleanor Days and Cooperative Extensions Retreat for Women. Thanks to uh, our underwriters. Thanks to Joel Mann for engineering our program. And stay tuned for On the Wing with Joel Raymond. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. Mama Popcorn is moving to Friday nights, 10 p.m.